What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Fan Culture. We got the eighth episode here. Just me and Brandon today. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. The finals are going on right now. I mean, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. You know, we got the matchup now. We got the Warriors. We yeah. got the Raptors. It's been a heck of a playoff run. I mean, we talked about it on the last episode. You know, the fact that the conference finals seemed kind of boring, but I think we right. got a heck of a series coming up. The game's on right now, but, you know, we got our predictions and everything all lined up. So, Definitely. So, I mean, let, let's touch on the NBA Finals a little bit. So, obviously, you got the Warriors. You got the Raptors. First off, who you got? Man, I'm going to go with the Warriors just because the cast, we, we all the usual suspects, Steph, Clay, Draymond, KD, if he comes back. I mean, but you have a seasoned coach in Steve Kerr who, you know, not only won as a player, but, you know, won several times now or at least visited the finals several times as a coach. Yeah, fifth straight year. Right. And so I just think once you're in that position, it's it's hard to knock you off your, your high horse, you know, because you're just so used to it. You know, yeah. it, it becomes a part of, you know, who you are, part of the culture. And I think they definitely have a culture there now in Golden State. And we'll be talking about this team and this dynasty for, for years to come. Golden State in how many games? I'm going to give them six. Six? Six. Mm. Golden State in six. If Toronto can steal one, it'd probably go to seven. But mm-hmm. I still have Golden State winning. Now, the only thing that would make this to be somewhat more interesting, if someone else on Golden State side goes down. So if Clay or Steph or Draymond goes down, then you're looking at, okay, who's the next man up? We have a series series. You know, it's not just like we're waiting for the sand to run out and then Golden State to, you know, line up and get their trophies once again. Um, but not to put anything past Toronto because they definitely deserve to be there. They had to get through a bunch of tough teams. Philadelphia gave them issues. Yeah, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, you know, yeah. with, you know, potential MVP in Giannis, you know, and, and that squad that they they have going uh, in Milwaukee. So hats off to Toronto and we're just going to have to sit back and see. I'm taking the Raptors. Okay. I'm taking the Raptors. If KD doesn't play a single game, because we don't know really what his status is. Right. Uh, obviously, he's out game one. Steve Kerr said it. it's even unlikely that he plays in game two. They're, very, they're well. being very hush-hush about his yeah. his injury and the, the specifics of his injury and the his estimated recovery time. And I mean, my theory, it's kind of the common theory, is that the injury is more serious than they're putting off. Yeah, that's. I think that's always the case. I don't think it's a torn Achilles because they would have just said there's no way really around it. He's out. There's right. no way he's going to come back. Right. But could it be a strained Achilles? Could it be a tear in the calf as opposed could to be. a strain? Could be. Uh, I think it's probably more so likely one of those two because especially when people have a strained Achilles, if you ever look back, if you're out with a strained Achilles, at some point you end up tearing it. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's probably one of those two where um, it's something serious and they don't want to just say he's out. I don't know if it's for the right. sake of the team or if it's for the sake of, you know, scouting and things like that. Just kind of keep the other team on their toes and have to prepare for them, maybe. Well, I think they I mean, I would do that if if it, my coach always just tell me uh, if, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So yeah. they've been winning without KD until they start to be real, see real uh, trouble or, you know, running out of options. I think they're just going to keep milk it until until they run out of their options. Now, 
I don't. I wouldn't play if it is serious. I don't know if I would play KD. Um, just because, for one, he's been out for a while. Yeah. For him to play at this level, like and get right back to it, even though he has been to the finals and he can play at a high level, do you want to reaggravate it? You know what yeah. I mean? That's kind of a because he's been out what almost a month. Um, it's been like three weeks. It's been it's been a couple weeks now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's been a few weeks. Yeah. Like we said, we don't know the severity of the injury. If mm. we knew the severity of the injury, maybe we can give a better estimate. But right, it's it, he would be playing. Yeah. If it wasn't as serious. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the biggest, you know, wild cards in determining, you know, who's gonna win a championship. You know, there aren't many situations like this where someone's health is up in the air and will they play will they not in the finals you know at least in recent memory mm. uh, most people that have been hurt in the finals they've been out you know the last one i can kind of think of is Kyrie. you know yeah. Kyrie was done he was done period right you know same thing with kevin love you know in the conference finals he was done Kawhi. yeah Kawhi. you know in the conference finals yeah he, he was he was done there was no way around it right. part of the reason i have the raptors in six if kd doesn't play is because boogie's back boogie's active and I don't want to make this an indictment against Boogie because obviously we all know he's a heck of a player. He's one of the he's still to this day one of the top three centers in the league, in my opinion. But the fact of the matter is chemistry is huge. You know, you need to be streaking at the right time. And right now the Warriors are streaking. They they've, they're sprinting their way into the right. finals. And a guy like Boogie, although talented, messes up the vibe same yeah. thing like it would be with kd if kd comes back it's, it's the reps it's the amount of reps and you have to be in sync with with your uh with your teammates and we right. we both played you know organized basketball yeah you miss the more days you miss the more you feel like you know mm-hmm. you need to get back it's to hard to get were. back into the swing of things but i mean some people can switch it on i i do have boogie cousins or demarcus cousins top five center in the league because he can do everything at every every everyone on the floor essentially he can shoot he can play inside he can pass that could could be uh like an ace in the hole or yeah. like a wild card like you could said. be okay so if boogie plays let's say boogie plays 25 minutes a game if you take boogie off the floor let's say you know they go to their death lineup and let's say you have um you know a guy like draymond playing the five now you have to take mark gasol off the floor so I feel like the more minutes that Boogie plays, the more minutes that Mark Gasol plays. And Mark Gasol, and that's going to be to the oh, Raptors' benefit the Ra- because fatigue. all the fatigue. And obviously, Mark Gasol, he's a former defensive player of the year. So he's an anchor for their defense. Obviously, they have Serge Ibaka, but Serge is more of a weak side blo- you know, shot blocker, Help not side. necessarily a yeah. true, strong defensive yeah. anchor. So I think having a guy seasoned like Mark Gasol is only going to make the Raptors that much more dangerous. Well, if I am, if you do play Marcus Saul and Boogie is available, I'm bringing him out. I'm bringing mm-hmm. I'm bringing Mark Gasol at least to the free throw line, extended three point. That would spread out your yeah. yeah that would spread out spread out the offense for Golden State. Too. That opens up passing lanes, driving lanes for Steph and uh, Clay, even Draymond. You know, but. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Because we were watching the game a little bit yeah. um, before we started. What do you think? You think that Toronto's just going to give the ball to Kawhi and, and have him, you know, go to work? Or they're going to run some sort of, like, loose offense? They're going to run some sort of offense, I think. Even if it's 
necessarily pick and roll the whole entire time because I'm assuming Clay is going to be guarding Kawhi for most of the series. He's their best on-ball defender between him and Iggy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could probably see either Clay or Iggy or both of them kind of taking turns guarding Kawhi to kind of you know switch up the matchups in your favor. Golden State's probably going to be switching on the screen, so I'm sending a saw so I can get matched up against Kavon Looney or Jordan Bell or Boogie when he's in the game so that I can use that to my advantage. What we've been seeing a little bit through a past through some of these sequences is that Golden State is shadowing their weak side defender, kind of having him rotate a little bit just to give that defender a little extra help on Kawhi. Um, right now, they have been exposing it, though. They've been finding the open man. So you pass to Gasol. Gasol dishes out to the corner for Danny Green. I think they're going to be doing a lot of that if Golden State doesn't make some changes. And Toronto has people that are going to knock down shots. Kyle yeah. Lowry can knock down Danny shots. Green. Danny Green. Danny Siakam. Green can get hot. You know, Siakam, Van Vliet coming off the bench as well. So, I mean, I think that that could potentially be a problem that they're going to have to deal with. Right. I don't think that they're going to be able to play that way the whole entire series. You've seen a lot of situations where, you know, adjustments are made quick, fast, and in a hurry in the right. finals, and they're drastic changes. So I could see, you know, them kind of making some tweaks. I don't think that's going to be effective the whole entire series. Even if KD does come back, mm-hmm. I still have the Raptors, but I'm going to go with the Raptors in seven instead of in six. Seven. Yeah. Kind of like how I said with Boogie, it's still the momentum. The whole offense completely changes when KD comes in the game. Obviously, KD, I think, is one of the best offensive players in the league. Probably the Bar best none. offensive player in the Bar league. None. Yeah, he's and a cheat code. Yeah, he can go get a bucket from anywhere. But Steph doesn't have that same rhythm, you know, when KD's in the game. Clay has no rhythm when KD's in the game. I know Draymond had some injury issues and, you know, he was overweight and stuff earlier in the season. But he doesn't have that same rhythm either. Is it worth bringing in the guy that can get a bucket at any time? over having three of your core guys and a solid rhythm. And I you think know what I mean? There's that balance. This has been the argument since KD got there, you know, because obviously they're winning games. Obviously they're winning championships, but it's not what we were accustomed to seeing before they went on, you know, this three-peat run with KD. Because, I mean, they had how many? They have, what, three finals appearances without KD? Or is this, no, this would be the... Uh, they had two without, two, without, two KD. without KD. One, right? one win, one loss. Okay, so that chemistry that people are accustomed to seeing, you know, the, the ball movement, the it, I mean, it kind of reminds me of Showtime Lakers, but, I mean, they really get up and down the floor, especially when Draymond Green was playing at a high level and he was shooting from the perimeter decently you had to guard him but with kd there you have somebody who can go get you a bucket but it's not gonna look like it did before because primary ball handlers and kevin durant is a primary ball handler believe it or not yeah seven footer seven foot guard whatever you want to call him the ball is gonna stick a little bit because if you have somebody that scores as easy as he scores he's not gonna just pass it you know what I mean? He's gonna he's gonna see how he can score from wherever you pass it to him on the floor, right? Which is what we talked about last time with James Harden and how are the Houston Rockets gonna change their offense? What is Dan Tony gonna implement to help Houston get over the hump? Because it shows the ball, the style of play that they're they're playing is is just not working for them. They're doing a lot of numbers, the volumes there, but they can they can't quite get over the hump and yeah. that's because of the style of play i think that there is a happy medium 
You don't want to go as far as the Houston Rockets have. I think that's too far as far as ISO ball goes and just yeah. ball sticking. But at the same time, you know, the game does slow down. So you can't always play that ball movement style. De'Aaron Fox actually made a good point earlier today. Uh, he was on my Undisputed. And he said, I feel like every team plays the same in the last five minutes. You know, everyone goes to either their one go-to player or they go to pick and roll. Everyone plays that way. And that's where it's a luxury to have a guy like KD because you can't necessarily Man. play the way that Golden State does when they make those runs in the third quarter. They can't do that in the fourth quarter because the game slowed down. It's all about, you know, maximizing the five, six possessions that you have left in the game. And that's where KD comes in because KD, regardless of where he's at on the floor, he's giving you one of the highest percentages to make a shot. I think people, they kind of have an idea of the type of player Katie is, but I don't think they quite get it. And so when we say like Katie's a cheat code, seven foot guard, I'm six six and that's that's above average. How tall are you? Like six two. Okay. That's still above average, right? right. The average height of a guy is I would say what like five eleven, five ten. Yeah. Maybe. Somewhere in that range. Somewhere yeah. in that range. Okay. <laughs> a seven foot guard that can shoot threes He's probably top 10 in threes in the NBA easily. When you're seven foot, you're a giant that can shoot. I'm just trying to put this in perspective for and people. Ev- and, for everyone, and everyone guarding you is about five inches shorter. Exactly. So he's a matchup nightmare. If I'm a coach, what do you draw up to stop KD? You don't. Like, you just don't. Yeah, you just you just get your goon in there and get him hurt. <laughs> you know, that's what Golden State did to Kawhi. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> so let's segue into what happens after the finals. Okay. I mean, obviously, what if, finals, what? finals just started, so we, we don't know. You know, we're intrigued to kind of see how the next, you know, four, five, six, seven games play right. out. But, you know, we talked about this a little bit off air. It's so interesting to me because even more so than – like last year, knowing that that could have been LeBron's last year, which it, we, which it ended up being, obviously. This year is so intriguing because this could change the scope of the NBA for the next, like, five years. It, it could potentially. And when you're saying, like, what happens now that – what what happens after the finals, it kind of reminds me, like, what happens after, the, you know, Game of Thrones. Like, what what's next? What's – after the, the dust is settled – all the moves, all the potential moves, all the speculation that people have been talking about. A lot of it centered around LA. Yeah. A lot of it centered around uh, New, New York. York. Bo- was Boston one of them? Um, or was Bo- it Philly? Boston a little bit, you know, but that's more so just I think what happened with Kyrie. It's kind of changed know? a little bit. A lot has to do with potential draft picks too. Uh, Zion Williamson has been the talk of discussion since people heard of zion williamson he's been talked about but now that he is potentially almost certainly the number one overall pick that would mean he would go where uh new orleans new orleans right does that mean ad is staying are we are are they gonna build a team around zion and and ad or like I'm just curious yeah, I mean, to how all this is going to shape out. Yeah, it, it's it's all just a great unknown. And honestly, I've been I've been sleeping on the Raptors because of, you know, a little bit of bitterness toward Kawhi. But kind of just watching him throughout this whole this whole playoff, this whole postseason, I've like been for real, like proud of him. You know what I mean? Because 
he went through and he took his lumps and stuff in San Antonio. Obviously, he won a championship there, but right. everything that he's gone through in San Antonio built him for this moment. That's how and I people feel. Are now, he's now getting the respect for it. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, we yeah. don't we don't often talk about soccer, soccer on, yeah. on this or football, depending on where you are, <laughs> right? Where you're listening. But no, nah, I'm I'm a Real Madrid fan, and when he he left to go to Juventus, I felt some type of way. Yeah, for you sure. That's when you start to get your real credit as an athlete. Yeah, and I feel like Kawhi's now finally getting it in you know the biggest moment, you know, under the biggest spotlight. Because had he played his whole career in San Antonio, it will kind of be the same thing that we do with Tim Duncan. People say, yeah, Tim Duncan's great, but. Look at Pop, look at Ginobili. You'd always have that question about how much of it was due to the system. But now it's like, nah, Kawhi's just that dude. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I, I got to give him his props for I that. I like proving people or proving stuff right that way because, yeah. I mean, at least we know which one it is now. You know what I mean? There's a few things like that where I think we talked about it last time. I think Carl mentioned it, uh, LeBron making his teammates better. I don't think he necessarily makes his teammates better, but he definitely mm -hmm. makes the team better by being on it. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. No. Because you don't go to the finals eight consecutive years without being that dude, first of all, but also you contributing that much to that team. That much you know, production is going to result in, in in dubs right i don't care how you slice and it. i mean i think that he brings a different aura to a team because everyone knows quad's a superstar so don't you think his teammates know that he's a superstar but where's the superstar ego i think he he just he doesn't show flash like a lot of people and i think they, they respect him for that i think his teammates do and they galvanize behind, uh and like support him but i think you know a lot of people he falls under the radar he's barely now just because I mean, everybody's known he's been a, a player to be reckoned with. I think I saw earlier today, it was a clip of like uh, when they played the Spurs, uh, when when LeBron was still on the Heat, and uh, Kawhi had checked back into the game, and yeah. then LeBron sees who it is checking back into the game. And he's just like, man, yeah, you know what I mean. So even then, LeBron knew he was a problem. Mm -hmm. So I think people are just now. Uh, figuring out I think is is what it is is he's not he's not into flash he's not a, he doesn't talk a lot ahead he doesn't you know he doesn't get in people's faces he kind of just gets it done yeah. and I think um I think his that's that's kind of like just been the mentality of uh, of Toronto yeah up I, to this point I think that even kill personality is going to help him in the finals because we all know the Warriors make their runs and some teams, you know, start to panic. That's what happened to Portland. Portland panicked. That's why they blew three straight 17-point leads, you know, and lost all those games. But when you see Kawhi and he's just cool, calm, and collected, right. and he just will come back down and go get a bucket, you can weather those storms. That's a different type of player. You know what I mean? It's not, and it's, it's, it's the mentality, but it's also, I mean, he has gifts too, just like, you know, LeBron has gifts like, his hands he used to he has same skill sets and abilities that i've seen mike have you know just the way he's able to just glide and you know get to certain spots on the floor and like the way he hit that fadeaway like i remember i called that shot that he made that rattled in i don't know it was just something where he he shot it with so much confidence yeah that's why i don't know why people are saying that he's he's ready to leave like why if you met you made it to the finals your first year 
mm-hmm. much as I would love to have Kawhi on the Lakers, I don't know if he's going if he's going to leave. Like, why would he leave? He's not in it for the money. I don't think so. I think he just he's just looking for a spot that he can win, and you know, if he can do that in Toronto, I see him staying. I wonder what DeMar, what's going through Demar Derozan's mind right now because he's on the couch right now watching this game. Yeah. Or do you think he's he's not watching? Are you nah, tuning? He's, are he's, you tuning in? He's he's watching. Yeah. Those those are his boys, especially Kyle Lowry. So okay. he wants to see. He's him. supportive. Yeah, of, they're they're okay. still because it's it's nothing against his teammates. You know what I mean? Like he had an issue with the, the organization, or if he had an issue with anyone, it'd be the organization, not the coaches, not the players. Right. Out of all the best defenders in NBA history, who would you pick to guard KD in the finals? In NBA history. In NBA history. Who's on that list? A very interesting one to me. And the reason he popped in my head is because he's kind of been on this media tour lately. He actually has a documentary out that just recently came out. Ron Artest. Yeah. Ron Artest would be very interesting interesting. because you think about the problems that Patrick Beverly caused just due to his physicality. Yeah. Imagine a dude being five inches taller and stronger even than Patrick Beverly that will still get into your legs and stuff and get into your airspace. He's kind of like Draymond where he has he has a size but he's like pesky you yeah. know but i feel like ron artest did it in a way that was unique to him his own but he it was effective against everybody yeah. that he went up against so, yeah. so i mean I, the the four that i can think of off the top of my head and there may be one or a few that are missing i have one yeah who you got kevin garnett kevin garnett yeah in his prime, though. Yeah, maybe in his prime. I was going to say, prime. like, Minnesota prime. Yeah. I, where he, I could where he can move laterally. Yeah. Just because and of the And then size. the trash talk. Yeah, yeah. you know? he get in his head. I mean, I'm thinking the four that I can think of being Ron Artest, Scottie Pippen. Ooh. I'd like to see what happened with yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Because people think Scotty <laughs> Scotty took a backseat to Mike because it's Mike. But Scotty could have ran his own team. Scotty, they, they almost made it to the finals the first time Jordan retired. They almost made it that's to the what finals. I'm saying, the like year. Scotty was was bad, man. People yeah. people need to go look at. He's one of Scottie. the fifty one of the fifty greatest players of all time. Yeah. So I I give Scotty one of those, and he has one of the most disrespectful yeah. <laughs> posters. Of all right, time. right. He does. He does. Another one that most people probably don't think of, Tayshawn Prince. Yo, Tayshawn's Prince. He was one of the lankiest players I've ever seen. He gave me hope. Playoff game against the Pacers, Reggie Miller had a wide open layup, and Chase John Prince was like a lot of feet off behind him. Seemed like he wasn't going to make it up. Yeah, swatted off the glass. Oh, man. So, I mean, Tayshawn Prince would be very interesting just due to length and stuff like that. Dennis Rodman? Dennis would be interesting. I, I don't really remember him against perimeter players, though. So, I'd have oh, to kind of go back and see. and see more probably go back to like his bad boy pistons days okay. too to really you know kind of see what he did against perimeter players if they even put him in there the fourth player tony allen is, tony allen was good but prime. yeah tony allen in his prime was good celtics yeah tony allen from the celtics but i would probably the guy is actually in the finals right now i say Kawhi. Kawhi. yeah mm. that, that'd be my fourth person so out of those would be my four so artes tayshaun prince Kawhi. And Scotty. We might not even get a chance to see Kawhi guard KD this series, but that would be a definitely a good a good matchup for sure. Those are my four. 
You have any other picks for guys that you would want in NBA history? Kobe. Kobe. Kobe in his prime. Yeah, Kobe was a good defender. Yeah. Kobe made, what, like nine, nine first-team all-defenses? Yeah. I wonder what Mike, because Mike, I wonder how he would fare in this league just because the, the, they call it so differently now. Yeah. No, um, huge, huge difference there. But do you think, I feel like he, him, like Kobe, well, they're, they're kind of like one and the same as far as their approach to the game. Oh, yeah. They're, they're carbon copies. I heard that Kobe studied the game so, like, closely that he, he found out to, like, where referee stands on the, on, on the court so he could get away with certain calls. And oh, yeah. Be, so he, he would be in blind spots and different right. things like that. Like, what? That's You have to be obsessive. And I feel like a lot of players today, they're, they're talented, but they're not obsessive. Yeah. Oh yeah. The game. Oh no, no. With, without a doubt, and I think if you study a lot of defenders, Bruce Bowen, Bruce Bowen would maybe be my fifth. Yeah, Yo, Bruce Bowen would be my fifth to. Yeah, he'd be my fifth to guard to guard uh, KD. My bad. But yeah, I mean, you talk, you look at a lot of the elite defenders in you know NBA history. I think they all kind of say those same things, and they have those same study habits. Oh, you know, sure. regarding just position on the floor. You know, knowing okay, if you, I get KD on the low left block. He likes to take two dribbles, turn right, turn left. You know, they, yeah. they study those things. Right. Yeah, I think the really intense ones, the greatest ones, know I can get away with this in this position. Exactly. If I do this, I can exactly. do that. You know, Kobe definitely, you know, show, has shown to be one of those guys. Quick side note. You mentioned Ron Artest. I heard Kyle Kuzma had reached out to him to get help on being a better defender. Mm. I'm interested to see how that's going to affect his game yeah. this upcoming season. That's intriguing because Kyle Kuzma with some nastiness was a little chippiness. Yeah, that that could be because he already got a little bit of dog in him. He, yeah, he 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 tries to catch bodies. He's always right. slashing. He's not afraid to pull it. Mm-hmm. His shooting wasn't as great this past season, but I mean, out of all of the younger guys he's showed the most promise even out of oh, yeah. brandon ingram mm-hmm. i like i've always liked kyle kuzma so i'm i'm interested to see what kai what's what what meta world peace ron Artest is going to teach him if you're milwaukee who do you bring in now that we've made it to the eastern conference finals we're a completely different team we have a potential mvp um like, what do you think that team needs? Because who's their point guard? Their point guard is Eric Bledsoe. Eric right? Bledsoe, yeah. So, one name that I thought of, and this wouldn't happen, but just just walk with me a little bit. Imagine a universe where, imagine a universe, <laughs> imagine a universe where Milwaukee could somehow get Chris Paul on their team. Hmm. That changes a lot of things. It changes a lot. I don't know if it puts them over the top, but there aren't many ways. I can't really think about many free agents that they can bring in that are going to propel them that way. I'll say this. I'll say if they can get another wing guy that somewhat plays above the rim, unless they're going to turn Con- Connaughton, Pat Connaughton into that type of dude, I would say you could somewhat create a version of lob city to get those easy buckets i would make chris paul a distributor 
first. Oh yeah. Out of everything, because no. there's a lot of guys on that team that can shoot, that can not necessarily create. I feel like a lot of guys on that team can't create their own shot. They create because they have to. But Middleton they create. Being those, it's kind of like chain reaction creation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not like I'm creating this bucket for myself. I'm creating this movement so we can get a guy open, mm-hmm. which is good. It, it promotes good basketball. But I like that idea because you wouldn't have, I don't think, I mean, you think he would get a max deal in Milwaukee? Do, can they afford that? Deal? I mean, well, they they would have to trade for him. Um, there's only so many contracts that they can offload. Really, two of the main contact contracts. Gano, Miritich, they wouldn't be able to bring Miritich back. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Um, they'd have to trade Bledsoe, obviously. That's probably their third largest contract. Um, so I, they may not be able to do it money-wise. That's why I was just like, I'm just trying to think of available right. point guards. Right. So, I mean, even if, uh, even if you didn't get Chris Paul... Let's say if you got Mike Conley instead, which is going to save you about $8 million, you know, Mike Conley, when healthy, is a very solid point guard. Yeah. And he can run an an offense. Yeah. I'm looking looking for someone to set things up for Middleton, for Giannis. I don't want to have a situation where Giannis, maybe it's not even in Giannis's best interest to be LeBron. It probably honestly wasn't even in LeBron's best interest to be LeBron all the time. Imagine if LeBron would have had someone setting him up more often and LeBron would have started playing off ball three years ago. Right. Well, that might have made a difference. Or do they just run it back? Same squad and just get better. Because how much better is is um, what's his name? Chris Middleton going to be how much better He's from this year to next year is Bledsoe going to be? I mean, he might get bigger. <laughs> right. He might go in the gym and be like, <clears throat> yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, I, th- I think a lot of their players, really the only player that hasn't peaked is Giannis. I think everyone else has pretty much reached their potential. We've seen the best of them in this league. Then they either have to trade or they have to draft. Well, we don't have to get into Ooh, You know, we also forgot because he hasn't played all season. They have Dante DiVincenzo, but I liked him coming out of Villanova. He could be a problem. Even as a six-man. Give you some firepower offensively. The second coming of Gordon Hayward? Nah. Except that's, smaller? That's almost disrespectful. You think he's better than Gordon Hayward? No, nah, it's it's almost disrespectful because you're saying that he's going to come in and he's going to only play offense like Gordon Hayward. So you is he a great – is he – I don't know. He's what got he, bounce. I know he he's a very athletic guard, but yeah. does he – can he do it on both ends? I don't remember him doing it in both ends at Villanova. Yeah. He's he's a he's a he's a capable defender. I don't know okay. about willing, but he's capable. So Gordon they, Hayward wasn't capable, nor willing. Well, I mean, you have to develop Divincenzo. He already set back kind of a year yeah. of development. I think it was due to his foot. I believe that was an injury he was dealing with was his foot. I would try to draft like either a wing or a point guard because mm-hmm. you already have Rob, the Rob right, Rob Lopez. Oh no, Brooke. Brooke. Excuse me. Brooke Lopez, who is showing that he can hold his own, not just hold his own, but I mean, he's like, y'all need me, bro. I'm raining threes. He probably has at least top three. Well, I don't know if that's much. There's a lot of guards on the team. Probably top five in like threes. He's, pro- he's number one in bigs, though, as far as bigs go. Yeah, he's got to be up there. I mean, only second to maybe Giannis, but Giannis doesn't play a true big position. But... 
I would guard. I would. I would. I would try to try to go get a guard or like a wing, a younger wing player. They need younger guys, mm-hmm. but younger guys that play at a high level. Somebody like a like a Kyrie or I mean, if you're drafting, you maybe you're looking for like a job Moran or a Darius Garland. Yeah. Not that I'm not saying yeah. they don't have picks that high. Obviously, I'm just saying that's what I would do to to try to reload. Or you can run it back, same squad. See yeah. what happens. Might be their only option. All right. So obviously, we know the Warriors are the monsters of the league. They have this, you know, just ultimate super team. Uh, right. Kind of something that you would have picked for like a fantasy draft on 2K or something like that. So let's make our own fantasy team. What team would you kind of create to beat the Warriors? If you could pick any players in the league right now, what would be your ultimate five? I'm going to go ahead and say LeBron. I'm going to say Giannis. I would say Kawhi. I need the point guard. I want to say Kyrie, but I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I'll take Kyrie. I'll just, I'll do Kyrie healthy, healthy Kyrie. So that's Kyrie, LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi. I need a power forward. Man, I don't know. Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis, Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, Kyrie. That's a pretty good start, huh? Yeah, no, that's a good start. I got Kawhi. I got LeBron. Kawhi's my three. LeBron's my four. At the two, I like Jimmy Butler for defensive purposes. Jimmy I like Butler Jimmy Butler. Is is an interesting addition. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jimmy Butler. Consistent enough jump shot, but hellacious defender, competitor. We can we can switch everything between between those three. Yeah, center. I've been torn between MB and AD as well. I'm gonna give the edge to Joel. Matched up against Boogie, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put Joel as my five, and my point guard. My point guard is Ben Simmons. We're gonna push up and down the floor. We're gonna be hellacious defenders that can switch everything. So you got Ben at your point guard. Ben at my point. It's basically half of the Sixers team. Kawhi, Embiid, and Jimmy and Braun. And Braun. Yeah. So it's it's the big so, three of the Sixers and LeBron <laughs> and Kawhi. That's yep. interesting. I was tempted to put Giannis on, but it was either gonna be Giannis or Jimmy Butler. I'd rather go with Jimmy Butler. For the for the shooting purposes. I went with my team because at the point guard position, Kyrie is probably, the, in my opinion, the best point guard when health. Well, one, I think he switches between one and two. I feel like with Steph, Steph is usually the best point guard in the league. And then when Kyrie's healthy, I feel like they kind of trade off. But anyways, I, I hate to say like sporadic, but his his you can't predict his movements. You know, and he's he's an X factor. I feel like because he can shoot from the outside, he can score inside, he can draw fouls, he can pass. Yeah, I mean Kawhi, obviously, he's playing in the finals, one of the best defenders. He can score. LeBron, one of the greatest to ever do it. And then Giannis, I mean, what more could you want? A seven foot guard, not the same shooting production as you would a KD, but. He'll give you everything else, yeah. especially on the defensive end. Ooh, I just changed my mind on one. 
He can't do take backsies. It's, it's too late. He's getting right. traded before the game. All right. <laughs> so instead of Jimmy Butler, give me Paul George. I was just thinking of Paul George. Yep, give me Paul George. He's a more consistent shooter than Jimmy. And still same caliber defender. And you know, candidate can, for defense player of the year. He can get you more buckets, too. Yeah, and get you more buckets. He'll definitely get you more buckets. Kind of funny that we have no love for James Harden. Who wants to watch you <laughs> score baskets, bro? Nobody wants to watch you score baskets. I, I don't want him. I want him to ball hog on my Yo, team. Yo, he might get traded. Honestly, I don't know how long they. Houston is gonna keep him. Who? They they said everyone's available. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they just they just recently or they leaked it that everyone's available. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up another episode. Uh, make sure to like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram at Fan Culture Pod as well. Leave voice messages. We're still waiting on voice messages from y'all. Let us know what you guys want to talk about. You know, let us know, you know, what your warrior kill squad is. All that good stuff. Vote on who had the best team. Who had the best lineup. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll post that on on our Instagram story. So make sure to check that out. Put your your votes in on who had the best lineup. Until next time, y'all. Peace. See you.